Your last name's like you keep it low profile, right? <laughs> well, you know, I'm a I'm a state employee, so uh, it just feels like the polite thing to do to not put my yeah, <laughs> last yeah, name yeah, out yeah, there yeah, just yeah. in case. So should I not say it here? No, no, that's okay. cool. It's been it's been in the AJC. Oh, okay, okay, it's been okay, all okay. over the place. All right. All right, so we'll kick this off. So I'm here with Darren Givens, the the, the author of ATL Urbanist, mm -hmm. um, which is a blog and uh, an Instagram feed, a Twitter feed. Mm -hmm. Some of the best Instagram photos of urban Atlanta, I think, that I've seen. Um, that's probably how I initially saw your stuff. Thank uh, you. And also a downtown uh, resident. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Darren, thanks for, for coming on for a few minutes. So let me ask you this. As an urbanist in Atlanta, mm -hmm. how frustrating is it? Well, you know, it's a lot less frustrating than it used to be. You know, what, one of the things that fed me early on when I started writing about urbanism in Atlanta was my frustration and sort of reacting negatively to what I felt was a kind of inertia generally in Atlanta, not just on a political level, but everywhere uh, in accepting some of these trends that were going on in other cities as far as, you know, um, trying to cut down on car use and beef up transit use and walkability and uh, think of density is a good thing um, and now it seems like you know things have really changed to where I'm just sort of going with the flow now there are so many people who are proponents of what I call good urbanism that I'm, I, I'm just another <laughs> fish in the stream going <laughs> in the same direction as everybody else which is cool yeah so so what is your you live downtown and you have a you have a son yeah and and you're married and so what yeah. does what is living downtown with a family what does that look like like how many cars do you have what's your how do you normally get around where do you work what's your kind of day-to-day -day look like you know the first thing we had to do when we moved downtown is get rid of one of our cars so we were a two-car family before we knew we were going to have to be a one-car family because we have to pay for a parking space and and also we also wanted to be able to use marta more to get around and so now I actually for the first time in my life as of this year I don't own a car my wife owns a car I take Marta to work and I walk around to places and uh, it's kind of a beginner on, on bicycling uh, bicycling on city streets has always been a little, little little scary for me but it's less scary now that we have more bike lanes as far as like the day-to-day -day stuff you know uh, my wife takes our kid to school in the morning on her way to work does you know does the same thing on reverse on the way back and I take Marta into work and Marta back and as far as grocery shopping you just think about groceries in a different way you don't make those huge trips to the grocery store where you buy like 10 bags at once you know you buy groceries a little bit at a time whatever you can carry up <laughs> into the building and up the elevator at a time yeah. which is like an old-fashioned way of doing it and actually a pretty cool way of doing it I yeah, think. yeah. you you kind of only get what you need for the immediate you know for, for that day or maybe, exactly. maybe the next day but that's about it yeah. exactly yeah mm -hmm. so where'd you move from well we lived in midtown before we lived in a condo in midtown but it was not like downtown it was a condo that had you know a parking lot in front of it and yeah. stuff. Uh, and then before that I grew up in Marietta okay how do you compare since you said you lived in midtown how do you kind of how do you compare midtown and downtown and like you said it was probably not quite as urban where you lived in midtown but just generally what are the differences that you compare between those two you know, it, it, the reason we moved downtown is because we wanted to get into a more urban environment. And I'll tell you, we live.
lived in that uh, sort of area, Ponce Highland, so lower Virginia Highland area before, and I was really excited to move there because I thought I'm going to be able to walk to all kinds of places. And I was able to walk to some places, but crossing Ponce de Leon as a pedestrian to go to Publix was a nightmare because people just drive so crazy around there. It's still in some pockets, even where you think of it as being like urban, there's some pockets in the city where they're just not used to seeing so many pedestrians. Downtown is not like that. You're used to seeing pedestrians downtown. There's just like a culture here of people walking around and GSU students walking around. And uh, and so the interaction between pedestrians and drivers is really different down here to where you feel a little safer. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think some of the answers to this are obvious, but I'm curious if there are any others. What, what has caused um, Atlanta's, I mean, Atlanta's, now, granted, it's a new city. Um, there's no physical boundaries, so those are some obvious ones of what's caused kind of the, the sprawl and the spread out nature of Atlanta. Sure, but, yeah. but what has caused the downtown core or the urban core, I guess, not to be? I mean, it's it's one of the least walkable cities, big cities. That oh you, yeah. I mean, if you look out of the top ten cities, what mm. else is even close to it? Maybe a, a <laughs> Dallas or yeah, yeah, uh, and that's Houston. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Houston. So, so mm. what's kind of caused all this and? Uh, and then I'll, I'll I'll ask you the next one and, and how do we how do we move forward on it? But what's caused all that? Well, you know, it's it, it's a big question and there, there's a very long answer to it. But in, in a nutshell, what happened is you know we had this crazy uh, suburban flight and coupled with white flight that happened in Atlanta at the same time that sur suburban flight was happening everywhere across the country as uh, there was this trend going on of cheap land being developed in the suburbs uh, for the detached houses. But in Atlanta, it was particularly acute because it happened at the same time that school integration was happening, and a lot of people moved out of the city. It, it very, it's a very sad chapter in our city's history, and so you had the suburban flight and white flight that emptied out the core of the city to a great degree and devalued the land to a point that we had these crazy urban renewal projects come in uh, that really just disconnected areas with these huge things like the Georgia World Congress Center and all of the arenas and stuff that happened downtown and massive swaths of uh, surface parking being put in places where buildings used to exist and it just disconnected what I call the urban fabric in such a way that we're at a, an incredible disadvantage um, and there was inertia on getting through that disadvantage for a long time that I feel is being overcome. You know, we're, we're moving in the right direction, but we've got a massive hill to climb when it comes to overcoming uh, this um, this car-centric development that took place in the core of the city. So, so you, you touched on it a little bit, but what are the what are the things over the next uh, call it twenty years? Because this stuff doesn't happen quickly. But what are the things that that are, what are the things that you're seeing already that are kind of moving in the right direction? But what continue has to, to what has to fall for? Uh, I guess an urban core to continue to get better and more livable and, and more walkable and all that kind of stuff. Sure thing. You know, it, there are so many exciting things happening in Atlanta right now that we just can sort of build on over the next 20 years. I mean, we're, we've uh, discovered that we can develop around a new kind of transportation system like the Atlanta Beltline. 
suddenly, instead of building around highway ramps, or interstate ramps and highways and arterial roads for cars, we can build apartments and stores and offices around a pedestrian and bicycling trail. And it's working. I mean, so much stuff has happened around that northeast corridor of the Beltline. Continue that and learn from that. And, you know, they've got the Path 400 going on in uh, Buckhead. Other places around Atlanta are looking at that example and saying, hey, let's, let's try this out instead of just building alongside arterial roads and interstates. And another thing that's very exciting that's happening right now and what I think is the most exciting uh, urban project happening in Atlanta is the MARTA transit-oriented developments. Because for so long, most of our MARTA stations were just thought of as sort of park-and-ride stations where you would have these parking lots outside the station. People would drive in, get on the train to go someplace. And now we're thinking about MARTA stations in a different way to where several of the stations are have bids out to, to be um, developed as uh, multi-use environments right next to the station. And that is really just going to change the way Atlanta, that people interact with the city, interact with their urban environment over the next 20 years. And something else that we might want to tackle further after that is maybe something that would reduce the amount of car use in the city, particularly in the urban core of the city. It's a very touchy subject, but, you know, making it more difficult to park and drive in the center of, in the, center of the city, it worked for London. London has had great gains in, in doing that. Um, I think that it might be something to at least look into in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, so, so what exactly happened in London? I'm not familiar with kind of exactly what happened. So they, they kind of reduced parking and accessibility for cars in, in the core? Well, you have to and pay. You have to pay to get into uh, London in a car. I mean, it, it's kind of like, a to uh, it's almost like a toll system. Right. You know, it's, if you want to bring a car into London, it's going to cost you money. Uh, and that's just right in the, in, in the center of the city. And it's something that could be looked at in, at least in downtown Atlanta, as far as trying to get people to think about interacting with the city in a different way rather than from behind the windshield and always coming in in a car. Yep. Yeah. You talk a lot about on your, on your blog and in, in photos that you do um, about kind of car scale versus people scale. So, you know, I guess projects for 30, 40 years in Atlanta were built at kind of car scale, wide, you know, roads and, and mm -hmm. multi-lane roads oh, yeah. versus smaller kind of streets that you, you have maybe in Fairly Poplar or, mm -hmm. you know, and, 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 and it's meant for pedestrian kind of traffic. But mm -hmm. um, so, so I guess that's a big part of... of uh, um, I, I guess of turning the, the city, we, we need more of those kind of people scale projects, right? And the funny thing is, is everyone loves those. That's, that's what's interesting to me that yeah. I always find interesting is when you go to another city, go, I was in Savannah, you were in Savannah uh, yeah. recently, mm -hmm. what people love about it is that walkable downtown. Yeah. And that's why they go there. No one would go to Savannah if it weren't for that walkable downtown. And mm -hmm. when you go to another city, people seek out these areas that are walkable, that have, you know, cafes and stores on the on the street and sidewalks, and people are walking, and, and it's not, you know, no one's going to an area where there's a four-lane highway and visiting. 
-hmm. And so it's interesting that no one kind of understands that. And I understand that it takes it takes many many efforts to kind of do that. But mm -hmm. it's it's very obvious what it is that kind of people like. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, there's a great quote from an urban planner uh, that Atlanta uh, that uh, actually America has become so car dependent over the decades that now if you just put three walkable blocks together, it becomes you know a tourist destination. <laughs> yep. Everybody wants to go there, yeah. and it, it's really true. And and Atlanta, in particular, is, is a great place to view both ends, the polar opposites there, where you've got Fairly Poplar, where things were built pre-car at human scale so that people could walk around to them, versus places where you might go a little further out into Buckhead, and you'll see places that were built specifically for cars to drive up and, and so that uh, the front of a building, a business... Or any, uh, or an apartment complex even is built to accommodate entry for cars primarily, and you don't even really think of sidewalks as being other thing than anything other than maybe a jogging trail in yep. some places in Atlanta. Um, whereas you know before the automobile era, things had to be built at human scale because that's how people interacted with the urban environment. And so now we're at a point where we are seeing new things being built. And yet they're being built at a human scale. I mean, if you go to a lot of the uh, new buildings that are being built around the Beltline, yep. uh, you'll see them fronting the sidewalk so that people can walk out the front door and instead of getting into a car, hit the sidewalk and yep. walk someplace, walk to a coffee shop or whatever. Yep. And that's exactly what we need more of. Yeah. Yep. So there's no question that there is a trend happening where, where in town, call it inside the perimeter, is... is really gaining a lot of new residents. I mean, mm -hmm. a lot of young people now are, you know, previously you would, you would assume that they would move out to the suburbs once they had kids, and you're seeing now, that's why these neighborhoods, I mean, you know, are, are on fire, and you can't even get a, a place in a lot of these, you know, neighborhoods. Oh, yeah. It's expensive because yeah. because they're so coveted, especially the ones with good schools and all that kind of stuff, and mm -hmm. these old neighborhoods that maybe at one point in time, like, a, you know, a Morningside or an Old Fourth Ward or an East Atlanta... Grant Park, these neighborhoods were, were, were kind of down 20, 30 years ago, and now, you know, it's, it's coveted to, to find a place there. Yeah. So that's happening in, inside the perimeter, but, but still, you, you know, within that, you still have lots of drivable. So how dense is it going to get? What, what does Atlanta look like 50 years from now? What's, what's your bet? My bet is that we're going to see a big boost in uh, in the residential population in the city of Atlanta, and that it's going to mainly take place around those uh, nodes of density that are transit connected, like around MARTA stations and around any new transit that pops up in, in case we get some further streetcar routes. Um, I think that that's where it's going to happen in Atlanta. Um, and, you know, the metro might continue to gain. And in fact, in the past census, we saw that the metro in general is still, you know, booming in population. And the, the sprawl has still happened in the past few years. Um, but I think that the downturn in population that we experienced in the city of Atlanta for so long and that reversed a bit in the last census numbers, it's just going to keep reversing and we're going to keep building more um, population growth in those, what we're already seeing established as nodes of density in the city. Yep. When people ask you, why do you live downtown, I'm sure, I'm sure some people think you're crazy for living downtown with a family. Mm, yeah. Um, but just when anyone asks you why do you live downtown, what do you, what do you say? I mean, what, what are your what are the reasons why you made this move, which is which is not the norm? 
Right. I, I, mean, I spent so much time in downtown Atlanta just walking around, looking at the architecture, enjoying it on an aesthetic level because of all the different types of architecture we have represented in the city here, uh, in the downtown area. And it's just a beautiful place to walk around. It's an easy place to walk around because of this uh, sidewalk connectivity and uh, transit connectivity. And just even with our son, when we lived in Midtown, we ended up coming downtown a lot just because we liked the area. My wife is just as much of an urban lover as I am. And so we would come downtown on the weekends to eat at Ruben's Deli and, and go to uh, the Children's Museum and hang out at Centennial Park. It's like... All right, I guess it's time. We yeah. just need to look into, into living here. And so we spent some time here at night to make sure it felt safe because you just don't know. You hear so many things, you yep. know. You don't really know what's what's true and what's just like, I don't know, a stereotype or something. Is downtown really dangerous at night? Uh, we felt it was perfectly safe and uh, made the plunge. And it's been uh, almost five years and we haven't regretted it. That's great. So, so what are the neighborhoods in Atlanta? What are the areas? Obviously, downtown is where you live and where you're, you're biased to. But yeah. what are the other areas that that you think kind of have potential and, and are doing some interesting things? Whether it's more residential areas or more commercial areas. I mean, are there any that you think over time um, will will be kind of gems that that will be great for for kind of in town Atlanta? Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm seeing so much activity in the neighborhood groups alongside the western part of the Beltline, uh, Westview, West End, Adair Park. Uh, there are some like residents there that are so committed. It's one of those things where it's, it's just like a snowball. As more committed residents come into the area, it's just going to be unstoppable. There, there's no way that that's not going to be the hottest you know, yeah. real estate market. I, I don't even like to think yeah. of it that way. I just think it's going to be really a great yeah. livable space, you know, and it's all going to be end up being connected through that Beltline um, uh, form of uh, transportation there, you know, human-powered transportation and transit someday uh, in the future, but more immediately, it's just going to be like a great place to live, and I'm seeing just like a lot of momentum over there. All right, so I appreciate you being on, but before I let you leave, I, I want to ask you a few just rapid-fire questions, so give me your kind of quick, quick, uh, just the first thing that comes to your mind. Sure. Um, so what's the craziest thing you've seen on Marta? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you take pictures of it. So, <laughs> Craziest thing I've seen on Marta is a huge fight on the Art Center platform with a police officer standing by doing nothing. It's sad. <laughs> I wish I had a funnier story. <laughs> What's your favorite building in Atlanta? Oh, gosh. That's I, a tough one. Yeah, that's a or, tough one. All right. Top, top few. Uh, well, the Flatiron Building, the Healy Building, the Candler Building, all downtown, the Hurt Building, and I, I got I to gotta give it up for the Central Library. People hate the Central Library downtown. I love it. The Marcel Brewer um, designed uh, brutalist structure. To me, it's beautiful. What are your favorite cities that, that you like to, to visit from either an urban level or just as kind of as a tourist? Uh, you know, uh, I love Paris, New York, downtown Los Angeles is incredible. That's probably the, the best downtown turnaround story we've got in the U.S., downtown Los Angeles. But I also got to say Chattanooga. Southside Chattanooga is is developing in an incredible way, and it's, it's a wonderful place. I highly recommend it. Yeah, I just met some guys from there recently, and, and uh, they were really talking it up. So Southside of Chattanooga? Yeah, and I think that's how they branded it, Southside Chattanooga. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and downtown L.A., I mean, can we, uh, can Atlanta 
get to that level? I mean, they, they, they've done an interesting job, but what dynamics do they have that we have as well? Residential growth. It's all about the residential growth, and that's the thing that is really has been hurting downtown Atlanta uh, for a long time, that we just don't have people building new apartments and condos here. Uh, now we do actually have some movement on that. There is an office building on Piedmont Avenue getting